And uh, yeah, stay tuned. Alabama Sportsman. So, uh, so Tyler, about a year ago, I was looking on Facebook, man, and uh, I saw where you had your boat for sale. I thought you got a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You know, they say, uh, you know, usually you can tell if a man's pregnant if his boat's for sale. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, it's, your, it's your sign of uh, positive or whatever. Yeah, so when you get that positive result, the boat disappears. It's, it's a magic wand. It's never a good thing when a man says, has to sell his boat. That's it. What, what are you selling your boat for? Man, you know, the happiest days of a man's life, First day is when he buys a boat. Second day is when he sells it. I've always say. heard that. <laughs> but no, I don't know if I totally agree with that. It was, it was bittersweet <laughs> for me because I had to sell my big boat. And uh, what happened is me and my wife actually bought a house out here in White Plains close to a watershed. And the watershed doesn't allow gas motors. So what we decided to do was buy an aluminum boat with a total electric outboard. So how big's the, How big is the outboard? The outboard is actually it's an Elko brand and it's a twenty it's equivalent to a twenty horsepower is what they rated as. Mm-hmm. But the truth is that it is it wouldn't keep up with a twenty horsepower motor. It's not equivalent. It's more equivalent to probably about a four or five horsepower motor. How big is the watershed? The watershed's two hundred and sixty five surface acres and I can't remember how many square I think they I forgot how they rate it, but it's something like square acres or something, but Surface acres is 265. Right. Right. With your Elko, with your quote-unquote 20-horsepower Elko, mm-hmm. uh, how long does it take to get from one end of the watershed where your where your property is to the other end of the watershed? Well, the watershed here is roughly three-mile straight shot from one end to the other, about three-and-a-half, really. So from one end to the other, it takes about 40 to 45 minutes to run about three-and-a-half miles. And, and that's, that's wide open? That's wide open. And my boat with that Elko motor goes roughly seven miles an hour. Yeah, but right com- at it. compared to a trolling motor, what's a trolling motor typically run? So your typical trolling motor, let's just say you've got a 55-pound uh, thrust trolling motor. Trolling motors go by thrust. They don't go by horsepower. Right. Okay. So you got a 55-pound thrust trolling motor, which is basically a, you can get that in a 12-volt or 24-volt. They'll go you know, three miles an hour, but if you get, say, a 101-pound thrust trolling motor, which is what you see nowadays with the Minn Kota 4 treks and things like that, they'll go about four and a half miles an hour. Yeah, well, still just pretty much half of what your Elko outboard yes. motor will go, right? So my Elko will go about about seven miles an hour, so almost double what a large trolling motor will do. Where uh, where'd you... Uh Where'd you research, or who who carries Elko motors? Man, like so say if I wanted to like <laughs> if I wanted to come out here and race you and yeah. wanted to build me a speed Elko, like where am I going to go to yeah. buy one of these boat motors? Man, you know when I when I moved out here to the watershed, I knew that I was wanting to access the whole lake, so I was like, okay, I'm going to start researching electric motors, see what I can do. Uh but just to let everybody know, in Calhoun County, you can't. I don't know about all of the state and all watersheds, but in this county, you can't use. A gas-powered motor. It's all electric, right? It's in watersheds, in protected watersheds. And you can only use electric. And the reason is is because it's, it's reserved drinking water for large populations. Okay. So, uh, anyways, sold the uh, sold the gas motor. And, uh, oh, man, I blanked out. You're talking about uh, the reason you... Yeah, like where you no, get No, 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 yeah, where, where you get, where the, where you you get, get the it Elko, at. Oh, where I you bought got it. it, yeah. Yeah. So, I did a little research, and I found... There's there's several brands out there that'll give you the same pound thrust mm-hmm. as or the same horsepower as you could get an Elko. You got Torquedo, which is a electric outboard motor, but it's it's built more like a trolling motor, and they're equivalent to an Elko as far as speed and efficiency and even price. And the only reason I didn't go with Torquedo is because the Elko warranty was two years, whereas a Torquedo warranty was one year, and when I started researching it, I wanted to test drive it before I spent that kind of money on something that I had no familiarity with. You know, I, I didn't, I wasn't familiar with it at all. So, right, nobody. I mean, nobody yeah. is like this is the first one I've ever heard of. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, me too. Yeah. You want me to go spend thousands of dollars on a motor, and you yeah. don't want me to? I can't test drive it. I mean, there's, that's just not going to happen. So, right. so I called around. I met a guy in Georgia who had one, and he was actually a dealer. I went over and met him, and uh, he let me test drive his and some of the lakes that were out there. And come to find out, he was actually one of the original engineers of the motor. And the reason they 
engineered that motor is because in Georgia, where the populations are very large around the Atlanta area, they have very large watersheds, way bigger than the 265-acre watershed that I live on. They have 1,500 to 2,000 acre watersheds. Wow. Mm. Major, major That's lakes. That's a lot of water. Very major lakes. And they have big tournaments on them every weekend. It's like a tour. They even have big money tournaments where you can win five, ten thousand dollars <clears throat> Dang. Yeah, so, I mean, that's a that's a market for it right there, you know? Yeah, and the market was there for him, so he was an engineer. He created the motor, him and some buddies, and they actually subbed the manufacturing of the motor to a factory in New York, I believe, and that's where they're sold out of. But the reason I went with the Elko is because I could test drive it in Georgia, and I could... Um, and the warranty was a year more than the Torquedo. So, so this thing's all made in America. Made in America, man. Hundred yeah. percent. Mm-hmm. So, when you sold your bass boat, I mean, you had a nice fiberglass bass boat with a big outboard on it. You sold it. Now you have. Tell us what you got now. What's your rig now? Okay, so I sold my bass boat. It was just 18 foot with a 150. I used to fish club tournaments, so I sold it, and I got a 14 foot aluminum boat. It's a Lumacraft. It's a 1448. The the reason I chose that particular boat is because of the capacity it holds. It holds about 850 pound capacity, which me with my motor and my batteries and my gear is under that weight limit. And um, the 48, I like the width of the 48 because it gives you more fishing deck, more uh, open space, you know. So, you know, that's how I ended up No with brainer. That. No brainer. Yeah, bought that boat brand new, right? Bought that boat brand new, man. And I was... I was looking around at used ones, trying to decide if I wanted to buy a used one and just, you know, kind of gut it and redo it, make it my own. But, man, I, you know, I kind of learned something on all that. If you're going to buy something used, you need to price a brand new one so you know what you're getting when you buy a used one. And yeah. when I priced the brand new one, like $500 more is all I had to spend to get Right, and you get a warranty new. and everything with it. Five-year warranty, yeah, boat no and brand. trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd have done it too. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Um, we went out fishing a while ago in this boat, and I tell you what, it 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 really surprised me. I wasn't, I really wasn't expecting. I mean, seven miles an hour, you're not thinking, oh, that's not good. But you're in a flat bottom boat going across a big open piece of water like we just went across, and it actually surprised me. Oh, and and the thing, one of the things I really enjoyed about it was you're not listening to motor noise. I mean, it sounds like a trolling motor running. There's absolute. I mean, you could talk over it. You're not screaming. You know. I mean, it's just. A very enjoyable experience riding in this boat, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it is good, man. the The motor noise, you know, it, it does have a whine to it more than I expected when I first uh, first started researching them, because that was one of their selling points is mm-hmm. the is the noise of the boat. And if you get on Elko's website or any of the Torquedo, that's some of their selling points. But yeah, <coughs> um, you know, if if you fish a lot of watersheds, if you fish places that don't allow gas motors, man, it's it's a great great tool. Yeah. Well, I remember growing up as a kid and fishing with my dad, and he had a 30-horsepower Yamaha outboard, and mm-hmm. it got to the point where you'd have to scream at him, <laughs> you know what I mean, to, like, tell him <laughs> something. So, I mean, that to me was a, a, a tremendous amount of difference, you know, yeah. that comparison anyways. Well, one good thing about my motor is it only weighs, like, 95 pounds. So, you, my Dang. boat, that 1448 Alumacraft, is actually rated for a 25-horsepower outboard motor. I could just take my batteries out pick my motor up set it on the ground buy a 25 horsepower motor throw it on there i can go to the river wow yeah. you know so i mean yeah you just put a put an extra boat motor in your shed you know and yeah you're good to go yeah. is that the biggest electric motor you can put on that boat or just get that you can get you know uh elko actually offers when i first bought that motor that was the biggest they offered was the ep20 now they offer a ep30 and an ep50 and I've, I've done some research on those. Now, they're very pricey, but the EP50 will run roughly 25 to 27 miles an hour. So, wow. you know, you can really, and, you know, I'm, I'm kind of stupid anyway. I want to I go real fast, and <laughs> I want to pull this jet ski. I, mean, I want to pull people <laughs> in the inner tube out there. Yeah. You know, I want to entertain my, yeah. my friends and my party. Yeah. yeah, you know. So Well, if Elon Musk gets a ear on all this he may start building i'm gonna watch it then a tesla Tesla electric bass boat yes (laughs) i would love i would love for elon musk to get interested in outboard motors (laughs) (laughs) yeah that'd be be great Uh, um 
You have you thought about ever getting another fiberglass bass boat and going oh, back to the river? Yeah, yeah, that's in my blood, man. That's all I want to do is fish. So, yeah, I love fishing tournaments. I'm very competitive when it comes to fishing. Uh, usually, I like to fish when it's when there's money involved. So, yeah, I do want a boat. Uh, right. Just you know, we moved out here, and I knew most of my time would be sent spent building my house and working. Right. So you know, hey man, got a big lake in my backyard. I need to access it. So. Yeah. If if everybody's wondering about the bugs in the background, yeah, we're we're sitting outside right here on the water. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he got a house sitting on this two hundred sixty five acre lake. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, he got it. He got it made. That's nice, man. Uh, yeah. Do you uh, do they ever have tournaments out of here? You ever they, fish any? They do. They have a. Uh, there's a. There's some kids that put them on. Um, usually they're small tournaments, you know, because everybody out here, just the electric motors, trolling motors is all they can use. Uh, last weekend, me and my buddy Chris won the tournament. Uh, my buddy called a five pounder, man. Five, it was five twenty one. Nice. What'd you get you on? Called him on a Carolina rig. Carolina deep, rig. Deep, 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 man. Mm. And this lake out here is surprisingly deep. I mean, for two hundred sixty five surface acres, you don't think like it's just a watershed, but I mean, there's there's spots out there that are literally eighty foot deep. Yeah. Some sixty, you know, sixty, seventy, eighty foot deep. Well, if, if people, if the listeners don't know, we're basically right here at the foothills of the Chihol Mountain. We're in the mountains right here, mm-hmm. so. You know, there are some deep hollers up in this way. Right. But you live close to some hillbillies, too, don't you? Oh, man. <laughs> Boy, do they ever. Hear banjo music. Yeah, man. They, uh, do they ever get rowdy? Oh, man, they do sometimes. There's this kid next door. <laughs> uh, I've been here for over a year, and he, oh, my God, he he loves to ride this four-wheeler, man. And all he does all day long on weekends is just circles around this yard in the four-wheeler. And I'm not lying to you. I have never seen him wear a shirt. <laughs> never. <laughs> shirtless. <circles>. Shirtless. <laughs> shirtless kid. No helmet. Like a big fool or way too big for him. So he's a little kid. Oh, yeah. He's like six. <laughs> 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 they, start riding, they start riding boilers out here yeah. before they walk. Yeah. 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 And, dude, I'm telling you, man, he goes buck wild on this thing, man. And he's just blazing through this yard going in circles all the time and no shirt and just kicking up dust and i'm just always thinking now oh, he's gonna flip that thing he's gonna flip and just circles just circles same, like same <laughs> i mean thing. i mean like there's acres and acres that he could just ride on and yet yeah. he's riding in circles yeah. well i tell you he he his daddy's probably you know getting him ready for talladega yeah. <laughs> he may he <laughs> may be the next yeah. davy allison or something <laughs> well he only makes left-hand turns too so i mean i'm really starting to get suspicious of it all yeah so i can't turn right <laughs> they need to get him a go-kart racing go-kart yeah. and let him hit talladega that's like i got the ricky bobby disease don't he can't yeah. turn right yeah that's right <laughs> yeah he don't want to be last <laughs> that's funny right there oh uh, so you fish on this lake pretty much on this watershed all the time, don't you? Man, it's 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 you know it's so repetitive. I, I do the same thing. I've been doing it since I've been here and since I've gotten that motor. You know, you kind of get burnt out on it. It's almost like you move to the water and you think, oh man, I'll spend every day, every moment out there, and you know, kind of just I kind of try to have to keep myself in check. Yeah. You know, make sure I don't ever let it get old. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know? Sounds like my dad and he. Man, he loved the water. He fished tournaments all the time. And, you know, he moved down to Logan Martin, sung and sold his boat. Hey, last time I was down there with you, he came out there and watched us fish. Yeah, he was watching us fish. <laughs> he sat on the pier and watched us fish. Uh, one day, one day we, was, we were way down. We were way down the river, well, around the Chocolaca Creek area, you know, in the, on the lake. And we were sitting there fishing. He comes pulling up on a jet ski, <laughs> <laughs> talking to us. Hey, you remember that day we was going to go borrow that ladder from him? And we pull up, and his, he, he pulls up on his lawnmower. You know, he, he, he won't ever buy him a new lawnmower, which he finally bought one here yeah. recently. But he pulled up on his lawnmower. doesn't have a hood on it or nothing. You notice the motor sitting there. And he pulls up to me and Jamie. The thing sounds like it's fixing to die. Well, he shuts it off. And I said, I said, Jimmy, that thing sounds like it's out of gas. He said, what the crap you think it runs on, coal? <laughs> <What the crap? laughs> oh, yeah. He's a, he's a card, man. It's I'm telling funny, you. buddy. It's funny. Man, have you ever gotten on one of them jet skis? I mean, things are freaking Oh, they're crazy, fast, man. Fun. I got on one one time. It had a digital speedometer on it. So I was actually dating this chick. This was a long time ago, and you know, in high school or whatever. <clears throat> Went over to her aunt's house. She had this jet ski. I got on it. 
and she was on the back. And this was, you know, I ain't never had no little girl until I met my wife, and I married that chick, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so this is a big girl, you know what I'm saying? She's on the back with me, and I'm a little guy, you know? <laughs> so we get on this jet ski, man, and I just floor it. I'm going, going. Man, this I swear the speedometer read 72 and was still going mm. before I let off. Yeah, they're fast. It was unreal. And I don't know how accurate the speedometer was, but it was fast. Yeah, they'll, scared they'll fly. Me. Yeah. It scared me. Yeah, my dad's got a 900, and man, I tell you what, it. That's like, hey, we pull our, we pull our, uh, uh, inner tubes, inner tubes, and the the knee, knee board and all that crap with it. You know, <laughs> you can ski behind it. I mean, you know, they they're pretty, they're pretty, yeah. pretty tough. Yeah, flipped on it. That'll yeah. hurt you. Oh yeah, flip you on. don't realize if you going that fast and cut it. And you come off that song, and it's like skidding across the dang gravel. Yeah, mm. I've, been, I've been slung off a couple of times when I was younger, you know, mm. just hitting wakes or whatever, turning fast. Yeah, it, it hurts. But uh, getting back to the, the watershed and all, uh, what do you f- primarily fish for, Tyler? You fish for bass, largemouth, smallmouth? Yeah, out here out here in Alabama, mo- and this watershed has just got uh, spots and largemouth. You catch a lot more spots out here. I mean, they're kind of over overpopulated, really. I mean, there's a... There's a certain amount of fish you have to remove from a lake every year to create population control. And do you do it. your part? <laughs> you know, honestly, I don't. I'm a catch and release guy. <laughs> I, I I love to eat fish. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just kind of get lazy. You know, I just want to throw them back. But um, I plan on getting me a cutting board and electric knife and start you know feeding myself out of the lake. We were talking earlier that you know this this lake's been here a while and you know you hear. You hear tales and stories about people catching smallmouth. You heard or seen anybody catch smallmouth out here, or have you ever caught any? I have never. I've never caught a smallmouth ever, but I, I've never heard of one caught out of this lake. But I have seen pictures of people catching sturgeons out of this lake. Mm-hmm. Wow, sturgeons! Now, I don't know. Now that's that kind of brings up a question whether they're natural to this lake or not. Now I don't know. I I've I know they're indigenous to Alabama. I just don't know this creek system. I, I really don't know. I, I mean. Mm-hmm. It could be. I mean, they could definitely be. Of course, you know, you got you know. Chocolaca Creek, mm-hmm. not far. Just, let's just say before this thing was impounded, mm-hmm. you know, you got uh, Chocolaca Creek not far from here, and it runs into the Coosa River. And before all this was backed up, I mean, they sh- they very well could have come up through here. Mm-hmm. Right. You know. Yeah, very well. I mean, it, it could be there. Uh, I've, I've seen pictures of people catching them out there, and there's certain – baits that they bite that like large mouth and spots that you know you won't catch a sturgeon on what you're fishing and i'm, I'm going to try actually because yeah. i've seen a couple pictures and i want to i want to see if they're out there well there's your way yeah. to keep it fresh you know try yeah. to catch some sturgeon that's yeah. pretty cool Crap, yeah there's some large gar there's you know of course brim and crappie uh crappie fishing is pretty good out here uh, but mostly spots and largemouth. I mean, you can get out here and have a ball catching a bunch of them spots kind of like we did today yeah. you know catching some spots and fish but every now and then man you hang into a big largemouth there are some large large like i said my buddy caught a 521 what's the biggest there. you've ever caught out here out of here i've caught one that i didn't have scales on it but i know it was over six yeah. it was probably closer to seven but you know it's hard to say without yeah. without scales but six and better right what's the largest bass you've ever caught ever caught man i've caught a seven pounder it was like a 721 i caught it in logan martin when i was like 15 man <laughs> were you hooked from then on was that was that what got you hooked or oh no no my 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 dad was a fisherman he still is very i mean that's actually they call him fish hook you know that's his mm-hmm. nickname i've been fishing with him my whole life and it's just it's kind of always been my passion man he still fish oh yes yeah, he come he up here and fish with you some it, you'd be surprised how hard it is to get him to come up here with me and fish. really yeah he's he is he's he's a betting man Stuck in his way. He, so. If you don't, if you don't want to put money on it, buddy, he ain't moving. So he, he's the perfect tournament fisherman. He is a tournament fisherman, yeah. and you know I, I like that. I like the bet too. You yeah. Know? So there's always uh, always some money involved when me and him go, whether it's between me and him or yeah. in a tournament setting. So no, that's that's great. <laughs> that's cool. Competitive. Competitive. It is, man. It, you know, it's like a he's a very competitive competitive man, and it's it's cool. I like it. Yeah. Now, now, what Landon said earlier about he saw you selling your boat. Now that makes it more makes more sense now, don't it? Oh yeah, him <laughs> as competitive as he is, wanting to sell his bass boat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, you know, I had to come out here and uh, fish with some of these guys and see if I can beat them too, because you know we fish tournaments out here. Yeah, we're gonna talk. Uh, Brennan Howard, he's a young guy. He's he's still in high school, 
but he makes a lot of baits too and you fish with a lot of his baits don't yeah, you i like brennan he's, yeah. he's a good guy i mean he's a good fisherman yeah you're talking about up and comer you know that is somebody you know definitely man when you interview him he's focused he is he is a fishing fanatic i mean that's all that kid does yeah he studies it and he's he's good yeah. I mean, he's done very well in the high school trails yep he'll probably i guarantee you'll see him in college fishing if i mean if he goes to college if not you'll see him in local tournaments making his way up through the ranks i hope he does oh, I, yeah. I push for him yeah, yeah man. i mean this kid right here he, he he's focused like i said and he he puts mm -hmm. on a lot of tournaments out here on the watershed don't he mm -hmm. he does he's, and he's he catches some big i watch him on facebook he puts up some pigs he does <laughs> he sticks them in yeah and uh he he makes he makes his own baits i mean this kid's 16 you know and he's he's making money i mean he's making probably more money than i did when i was 16 mm -hmm. you know and he makes you see you can sit there and watch him live on facebook making making uh making lures yeah he's got all the molds and melts it down in the microwave and it's really cool yeah he's yeah. a good kid i mean i've known him since he's little you know real little and son he's always been hunting or fishing you know it, it's he's right there son he loves it mm. i mean he's great of course he, he gets it honest you know his dad's a big fisherman you know and big hunter so yeah he gets it honest but think about it man i mean like brennan you know being a young age and how big the bass fishing sport has grown over the years man i mean think of the money you can make i mean i know some of the guys who fish local tournaments and they i mean you, you talk about just tournaments in alabama who make thirty forty thousand dollars a year in winnings yeah and that's just because they're very good yeah they and they're practice. consistent with going you know consistent with every Consi weekend going you know it's like fishing consistent like tim hurst and mark mckeg there you go son they they're good they look they got they got a bankroll yeah man mm. i mean they, they win it they win and plus you, you know. get to go fishing yeah you know. i mean you make it a you break it down to a science mm -hmm. and that's what you know that's what brennan's learning to do he's he's really good and even out here, I mean, I try to always think of it as a as a science. It's not so much an art, you know. Mm -hmm. But you know, sometimes I mean, you know, get lucky. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> luck's involved. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's right. Yeah. Like science. We were talking about science earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We just talked. We was out there on the water while it goes. <laughs> the things you talk about when you're on the when you're out yeah. there fishing, you know, you you could th you talk about a lot of stuff, everything, and A to Z. Yeah, and Tyler was talking about one of his friends and said the son of a gun was uh <laughs> he was a flat earther. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man, you need to get this guy on the radio because he was fine. I'm afraid I'm afraid our listeners will quit listening. <laughs> <laughs> they would definitely if you could have where you could have live calls yeah they would call in and ask some questions because i I'd mean, love it i would i would love to be there if, if we if we can tie it into hunting and fishing of course yeah <laughs> yeah why not well I, I tell you what we can do we could tie it into fish saltwater fishing you know where does the water go where yeah. does the water come from where does it go over the horizon yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. <laughs> i guess it's got a levy Fault. at the end right <laughs> i guess so i guess so mm. that, that's anyway. funny though yeah it's funny stuff <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, man. I tell you, this this is a pretty place you got here. It's real pretty. How'd you come across it, man? I got lucky. You know, I lived in mobile home for ten years, man. You know, I mean, I was a bachelor for several of those years, and I got married. Saving that money, man. I just saved money. You know, I mean, I didn't didn't want much, didn't need much. I tell you what, a bachelor can live in. I mean. A hog's butt, you know. It, it don't matter. <laughs> He'll live anywhere. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was it was easy. Yeah, it was easy for me. You know, I mean, I didn't, you know, don't have much uh, much pride or whatever. So I mean, I was, I was, I was happy. You know, <laughs> you get to go fishing more, right? Yeah, and it was it was a, it was an amazing thing, man. You know, what happened? Honestly, I lived in this mobile home for ten years, and me and my wife, we don't have any kids as of now, but actually, we're you know that's coming in the future, but. Um, <clears throat> We uh, we got debt free, like completely debt free, which is not something that many people achieve any time in their life, much less at a young age. And we did, we achieved it, man. So we decided, you know, and I kind of decided. I said, I'm not going to move from this place until I find a house on the water. And my plan was either move to the river or buy 
several acres of land, about 20 acres of land, and build a 10-acre lake or or more. Mm-hmm. I was going if it wasn't a 10-acre lake, so I could so I could take care of it, manicure it, make it the lake I want to make and grow the fish I want to grow. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I was basing my choice of where I wanted to live on bodies of water. And man, sure enough, we were debt free for like less than a month. It was less than a month. And just looking on Facebook, social media, boom, this house came up. Now it's an old house and it's a lot of work, but it was right here on this watershed. And I was like, sold, Got sold. It. Called them same day. Called them it, same huh? day, came, looked at it. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's 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 a, lot, it's a lot it's a lot of fun out here. I tell you, it's yeah, it's cool, man. You know, one another thing is just talking about the uh, watershed and using that electric motor is out here. You know, the electric motor is such a foreign thing to everybody. They don't understand it. They don't know. They they look at it and they think it's a gas outboard. Right. And so I'm all I'm all the time every every weekend I go out and there's several boats on the water and. You know, I get a lot of stares, and several people like to confront me about it, saying, you know, hey, that's a gas motor. You can't, and I have to explain come over it. and explain it, you know. So, I mean, there's a lot of education that goes on with. You don't have to, but you do it out of courtesy. I do it out of courtesy, and that's better than just yelling back and telling them, you know. Well, talk about that. How did you find out that it was okay to put this big electric motor in here? Okay, so, yeah, I was nervous about it, too, because, I mean, it was a big investment. And I was, I was selling my boat, and I knew what I wanted, so. I actually contacted the manager the, that was over the department of the uh, waterworks in Anniston. Her name was Karen Scobie, I think her name was. Mm-hmm. Karen something. Anyways, I, I just con- communicated with her through email and told her, like, hey, you know, I'm buying an electric outboard motor. Although it looks like gas, uh, it is electric. I sent her all the information on it. Sent her all the brochures and the website, so she looked it over and actually got back with me and said, "Hey, as long as that thing doesn't use gas, you're in the clear." So then I contacted the game warden and mm-hmm. I was like, "Hey, you're about to get a bunch of calls about somebody running the gas motor out in this water, but it's not. It's me." And I gave, I left him my phone number, and I was like, "Hey, you know, if if you get a call about a gas motor being run out here, call my cell phone. I'll tell you if it's me." And if it's not me, come on out, you know, because, hey, I'm all about people obeying the law. I paid a lot of money to be legal. Right. You know, so. And you've done the legwork. I mean, you've done it right, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I did. I was I was nervous about it because it's, <coughs> it's an investment. I right. mean, you're getting rid of your, you know, your, your fishing boat, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You know, your baby. Yeah. yeah. And it's my backyard. If they kick me off the watershed, what am I going to do? Yeah. yeah. You know, I can't yeah. walk in my backyard. Yeah. <laughs> so. So did the game board never get back with you? No, he never really contacted me, man. That was just kind of like left message with the secretary. And I've been out here doing it for a year, and I've never had him even come up to me. No game board, no county? No county. Well, I've had the county come to the boat ramp, but they've never said nothing to me about my motor. Yeah. So, you know, they, they mostly, most of the time when they come out, all they're doing is checking permits and licenses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Patrolling and whatnot. Because mm-hmm. you have to have a watershed permit to fish, correct? You have to have a watershed permit, and it's $7 a year. <laughs> I, mean, I remember when it was 2 Yeah. It yeah. used to be $2. That's breaking. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, it's amazing that people don't go buy a $7 permit. Like, come on, man. <laughs> 7 bucks. I wonder why it went up. I don't know. <laughs> Probably because yeah. nobody buy it. <laughs> the people that yeah, did, the yeah. people that were buying it had to buy one. Yeah, had to pay for everybody else that wasn't fishing or that was fishing without one. And you can't have a firearm on the watershed. You can't have a gun out there. There's several rules because actually the whole backside of the water watershed is is the Chakalaka management area. Right. So there's several rules, and you know, like it's the management area over there. So everybody wants to hunt, and to get to the backside of the watershed by land requires a very long hike. And I think it's somewhere around two or three miles. And death, that's like to the closest road. Right. So a lot of people want to park during hunting season, take their boats over there and hunt. But there's so many laws against that. You can't carry a firearm across it. You cannot leave an unattended boat out there. Um, you cannot. Uh, there's so there's a bunch of different rules. So you can't bank the boat and just leave it? Mm-mm, you cannot. You, they will... You know, I mean, well, <laughs> you can if you don't get caught, I guess. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, yeah, no, you, you're not supposed to leave an unattended boat at any, of any type out there. Right. Wow. So. I was telling you earlier, I used to know a friend a long time ago that would go across, you know, and he took his chances, you know. He'd mm-hmm. go he'd go yeah. across and, you know, hunt. And he hunted over there, man. Every time they had a hunt, that son gun would kill a rack buck, you know. Mm-hmm. 
and man, that son of a gun one day he, he he took his chance, you know, and you know it the coin come up tails on him that day. He got bit, you know. Yeah. yeah. Game warden got him, and he quit. You know, he quit <laughs> going across it, but. Yeah, it'll take but one ticket. Yeah. And usually you learn but a lesson. Usually, usually you know, uh, to get the point across, they take some money from you, hit mm-hmm. you where it hurts. Yeah. Yes. yes. But there are roads to the listeners. There are roads that come in from the other side, and if they're open, mm-hmm. man, go in, go in it, go down, you know, and mm-hmm. hunt. But, but most of the time, they keep them, they keep them shut, they keep them locked, and mm-hmm. you know, they got their own reasons for it. So, you know, it's the government. If you don't mind hiking, though, which I mean, I know some guys who hike. I mean, just long distances in the dark i mean they yeah. don't it don't it don't phase them yeah. they just get on the road bed and go well i do it up behind my house i mean mm-hmm. we got we own pretty good spread there and then behind our house is national forest and man i tell you what i've hacked, hiked hours up into it you know carrying a rifle mm-hmm. you know it keeps you keeps you in shape yeah <laughs> or wear you out it just sucks if you kill a big deer and you have to drag that thing five miles back to your car yeah, <laughs> yeah. well it, well behind my house it's downhill all the way and then when i get you know i can get to the property line i you know got four wheelers and stuff i get it from there yeah but yeah, yeah. up in here you get unless you got a handicap now you know i had a friend a long time ago he had a handicap permit because he had one leg and he, he was a logger, and a dang log rolled off a truck, landed on his leg, and just busted his leg off. Mm. And so years later, you know, he got him a four-wheeler and got a permit. He could ride a four-wheeler inside the man- truck like a management area. What? That's not bad. Yes, he got a permit. That's to, nice. Yeah. yeah. yeah you Boy, you talking about game work, he'd come pulling up with his four-wheeler, <laughs> you know, at the check station. <laughs> They're like, hey, man, you're going to turn around. He said, well, I got a permit for this thing. Yeah. No and sure way. enough, he'd, he'd go ride, you know. If he wanted to, he'd drop the trailer right there, you know, and ride his four-wheeler from right there at Highway 9, Good. you know, back in there. But he wouldn't. He'd, he'd drive it to a locked gate and then drive around it and go down in there. Yeah. I mean, what do you do? That's well, before I mean, they had the handicap area, you know. I was going to say, well, that's, I mean, that's great, you know. I mean, for him, you know, he could go hunting then. Yeah. I used to tell yeah. him, so we, we always called him Peanut, you know. I told him, so Peanut, let's, let, me, let me drive your four-wheeler and you just ride on back. <laughs> <laughs> I'll drive you to your spot. Yeah, I'll drop you off and I'll keep yeah. going. Yeah. I'd hunt with him every weekend. Crap, yeah. Every time there was a gun hunt, yeah. Yeah. But that's he hunted deal. a lot up there. He, he, you know, he, he, old Peanut, he killed some good deer in his day. He's he's older now. He I don't think he hunts much anymore. Yeah, he done got to that age. Yeah, are you guys in any clubs? Do y'all are y'all in a hunting club? Yeah, I'm in a hunting club. We got a hunting club in Bibb County. Nice. To me, it's the best hunting club. I tell you what, I've hunted all over this state, man, and I tell you, it's I've never seen so many deer and good deer. We got our cameras out right now. You know, we just planted our food plots and all, and we got our cameras out. And we got one food plot. It's got I think we got 12 rack bucks in one food plot. One food Dang. plot. Nice. Yeah. Not all of them are shooters because we're eight-pointer better, but yeah. i tell you what, the dang, yeah. the dang deer. We got cameras all over this place, and I bet I bet our buck ratio right now is two to one. Yeah. I'd, I'd bet money on it. Very nice. The, the, way, yeah. the way our pictures are looking, we got a two to one buck to doe ratio right now. We used to be Dang. in a club, and it, it's, it's split. Awesome. The, the middle of the club split between Bibb and Chilton County, and it was loaded with deer. You, you couldn't go down there and not see a deer. It didn't matter what time of day it was, whatever. Like, you saw a deer down there. That population was outrageous. The amount of, I mean, just deer, does, bucks, whatever, Yeah, full of deer. How many acres per hunter is your club? We got seven members on 2,000 acres. Good night. <laughs> yeah. and, and we got, and out of those seven, we Man. got about five that actually are hunters. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They could actually get out and really do it. The other two just go sit in a shooting house. Yeah, the other two are, you know, TV year. hunters, you know. Yeah. They watch a lot of TV and try to hunt like, like Bill Jordan and Michael Waddell and them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not taking nothing from them. Michael Waddell, now, wait, let me back up. Michael <laughs> Waddell's a hunter. I, you know, I ain't going to take anything from him. But, you know, they do a lot of watching TV, and so that's yeah. what they want to do. But, you know, they kill deer. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they kill deer. we got one guy that's. You know, he's not seasoned at all, and, you know, every year he kills deer. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got the deer down there. It's, it's uh, The deer are not spooked. All our pictures, you'll get them from daylight to dark, from dark to daylight. I mean, it don't matter. You know, they're not spooked. They don't walk around looking up in the trees. Crap, you have to come down there and hunt with us, man. Yeah, man. You really I mean, will. 
Yeah, two thousand cool. acres for seven members. I mean, they're not going to be spooked. No, I'm about to check it out. Yeah, especially yeah. with a three buck limit in Alabama, and I assume y'all's clubs the same. Yeah, it's just state rules on the on the limit. But we, you know, but we are just eight pointer better. So you got to it's it's got to be three at least eight pointers. I'm sure you got a right. lake down there too. Right? No, nope, no, no, no lake. You got to have a fishing lake on your hunting property. Man, it'd be nice. I wish we did. Yeah. The closest thing is the Cobb River. Yeah. I tell you what, during summertime we go down and ride four wheelers and then. Yeah. Go over there and float the river. That'd yeah. be a good time. They got a camp and all. It yeah, says, we got a nice camp. We've been down there rabbit hunting. Bibb County. Bibb County. Yeah. We're about 10 miles south of Montevallo. Montevallo. Okay, yeah. yeah. I've been out there. You ever been to Montevallo and on the Cahaba River, there's a thing called, uh, it's, it's some kind of floating thing. They You go up there, you pay $5, they take you up the creek, give you a inner cube. Mm-hmm. And let you float down. I've never done it there. I've done it in other places, but not there. Yeah, there's a lot there. of places doing that now. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's a, it's a popular thing. You know, it's growing. Yeah. yeah. So it's there's a make. lot of good fishing in Cobble River. Yeah, good fishing. I used to go up there and just take a little Zebco 33 mm-hmm. and a little beetle spin. And man, I had a buddy who was dating this chick in Montevallo. She went to some college up there or something, and we used to go up there and hang out all day on the river on that uh, Cahaba River. And man, I would catch fish all day long. Yeah, I mean, just constant. Those little beetle spins, you'll catch them on them. Man, speaking of that, me and Landon this past summer, we was actually in the at the spillway down here below your watershed. Mm-hmm. And man, we we had you know just spinning reels and had beetle spins and rooster tails. Mm-hmm. We got video. We're going we're going to edit the video all out. But man, I will tell you what, we caught so many fish. God, <laughs> I mean, it was so it was fun. One right down here in this creek. Yes, we waited. Another. We just jumped the creek and took off. Really? Yeah, we went down one day and come back up. The next day, we went up and come back down. Dang. Creek fishing, man. We saw one water moccasin. That's the only snake we saw that was, you know, poisonous. Yeah. Yeah, and he was, he was a true deal. He wasn't a banded water snake or anything else. This yeah. was a this was sure enough no-shoulder, mm. you know. Yeah. Mm. But uh, the fish we caught, man, it was so much fun. You'd catch them from anywhere the size of your hand to bigger, you know. Beetle spins and rooster tails. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm. Yeah, I need to go check that out. We oh, left there. In the creek. You've never fished down there? Never fished in the creek. Crap, yeah. We'll man, go fishing, man. Cool. Yeah, dude. We'll oh, do it's that. a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Light lining. Man, and especially during July when it's so hot. Well, I'll tell you one thing we could do, man. You can go all the way to the back of this watershed. In the very back, the main creek that feeds it. Mm-hmm. Dude, there's like rapids and stuff. We could take my boat, pull it up, tie it off, walk up that. Yeah. There's no oh, telling where that, that goes. No telling where that goes. There's I've never no telling that. what's in that. Yeah. yeah. Make sure you got a gun. I got a Taurus Judge. You know, it shoots 410 shells. Yeah. Yeah. Get some rabbit shot in there. I shoot all kind of snakes. Yeah, that's yeah. the snake charmer right there. <laughs> <ain't it>? Shoot, <laughs> yeah. But no, we're not going. We're not going to leave an unmanned boat. And we're not going. <laughs> no, no, yeah. we ain't going to do that. Yeah, we'll, have to figure, no. we'll have to figure out a way to park over there and then like yeah. walk up. Yeah. We'll just uh, we'll we'll, have, we'll yeah. fly a drone. Who <laughs> <laughs> got their helicopter license? We'll hike in. From the, we'll hike in from the roads. Yeah. yeah. There we go. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I'm down for that, man. That sounds really like a lot cool. of fun. There, that sounds cool. You know, in the summertime, I go in the very back of this watershed, and only time them fish get up there in those kind of shoals. There's like some shoals, and they're not very big, but you can get up there in the summertime when it's really hot, and say the water temps 90 degrees or 89 degrees out on the lake. You can get up there in that shoals where that running water is, man. That water temp would be 79, 80 degrees. Oh, I mean, yeah. even, sometimes even cooler. Oh wow! And they they'll stack up in there it's a lot of fun so you know i mean the water temp right now this year has been very very warm all year long it was it was in the 90s at some one point really yes yes it was like this thing's very clear very clear how how when you we're talking about the clarity how far down could you see do you think you can see roughly on a good day if say if it hasn't rained in you know a couple weeks the clarity of this lake is probably about 10 to 15 feet with a naked eye. Wow. And that's without, like, polarized glass. You can just see. It's very clear. And it, and it makes it difficult to fish, really. And I compare it to, if you had to compare it to a river system, it would be something more like Weed Alley or Lake Harris. Yeah. Because Weed Alley and Lake Harris are very, very clear lakes. And the clearer the lake, it seems to me, the tougher it is. Because when you got murky water and you know, grass that grows up and things like that. It's, you know, fish have better places to hide. There's more bait and things that can hide in the grass for the fish to eat. So when you get the clear water and deep also, because this lake is very deep, you have to use 
smaller baits, smaller lines. Uh, there's several different approaches that you have to take to fish that type of water. You have to make, you know, have to make changes, man. So, you know, and another thing, since I live out here now, one thing that works really good on clear lakes, and if you're not tournament fishing just to have a fun day, you can go catch shad and use live bait. Mm -hmm. That seems to work really well in clear water lakes. Yeah. So, yeah, this lake is definitely definitely well what was it the bass you caught or was it the large mouth that jamie caught today that had the shad that was that spot yeah yeah i mean he spit out a shad when when you yeah. hooked him on that what would you what were you fishing with i was throwing a shaky head today yeah shaky yeah. head yeah but yeah man they chased them shad and the, and y'all saw today there's schools of shad big schools big schools and and they they get out there in the middle and especially in the fall and winter they seem to school up really well they get out there in the middle and those spots move in schools also and they will just attack those shad man and you'll see them busting the top of the water and you can go out there and throw and just just wear them out that's a lot of fun it's so much fun it, i mean you it's as, it's as much fun as you can have with your pants on yeah <laughs> 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 so you'll you know you might be throwing at one school spots and you might catch two or three and then you you'll see them busting behind you you know and that's where my motor really comes into play man because used to you have to get on that trolling motor put it on 100 and you'd be just putting to them but now man i can zoom to them zoom know? right up and you just cut i mean yeah. cut it off and it's man i, I, I remember being at logan martin up past lock four mm -hmm. a long time ago and sitting there fishing that grass and stuff me and my dad and man y'all sudden you start hearing them that busting mm -hmm. and we turn around you know we always kept a rod with some kind of you know crankbait on it or something usually it was a rattle trap Man, I remember one day we started throwing in there. We started catching dang bass. I bet every one of them was three pounds. I mean, we yeah. wore them out, man. Yeah. If we was fishing a tournament, we'd have walked away with everybody's money. But <laughs> it was during that. the week, you know, and, you know, he's up there <laughs> fishing for fun. Yeah. But, man, I tell you, it, when, when they hitting like that, God, it's nothing like it. I tell you, man. It's like deep sea fishing. I mean, that's why, that's why we go fishing, you know, is yeah. for memories like that. I mean, it's just in, I mean, it's just seared in your mind forever, you know. Yeah, You'll man, never forget that. I hope I never forget them things. Yeah. Nothing's better than a good day of just wearing them out. Man, I'm telling you. I tell you, man, you know, that's something I miss, uh, especially fishing out here because I sold my boat. It's hard for me to go to the river unless I go with my dad or some friends. But running water, that is something that the watershed lacks. You know, the watershed is just, it has running water up in the shoals, but it's not like current like you get on the river. And that has an effect on the fish also. A fish that appears to be, you know, say if you caught a fish that you catch a largemouth here and it looks like a three-pounder. On the river, you know, it'd be a three-pounder here. It just, they... They don't seem to weigh as much, and I've had several theories on this. And me and my buddy who fish a lot, we you know we've noticed just kind of the difference. Like, man, this is a big-bodied fish. Why don't it weigh as much? And I, I solely believe that it's because of current. The fish here don't have to fight current ever. There is no current. There's no running. So water. they're not building the muscle. Like so they're not building muscle. They're not chasing bait like they normally would have to. I don't think. Which I don't. That might just be a theory in the long. Stretch. Muscle weighs more than fat. Yeah, or at least maybe. that's what they said. Maybe, but you don't say. get as many large fish, and I, and and sometimes it's harder to predict them out here because there is no current. You know, whereas if you're at a river system, you get some current, you get some eddies. You might get on the seawall when they're pulling water, get out on the main river. You know, but here you you just kind of got the same thing every day. They don't ever pull water, don't ever change. So, you know, it's it's a different challenge. Yeah, than what you get on the river. But so check this out. Y'all know Smith. I think it's Smith Lake, right? Mm -hmm. they it's deep and clear. Deep and clear. You know how they got those big spots out there. Mm -hmm. Well, you know how they got those big spots out there, right? How's that? They there was some guides. There was these fishing guides that went out there and introduced blueback herring to the lake. Now they're not they're not natural in that lake. So right. they actually brought them from I think Georgia. I can't remember exactly where, but it was somewhere in Georgia. Brought these blueback herring to the lake. The fish flourished. You know what I mean? They they made it, and they the spots started eating them, and they're like high in fat. You know what I mean? So the spots just got gigantic. Well, the guys got caught, man, and like went to prison. Like got wow. in major trouble. Dang. So man, when was this? This has been recent. You oh can, really? You can look it up. Yeah, you can look it up. Now now they introduced the spot the blueback herring years ago. It took yeah. them years to build up a population of the fish. But uh, it was an invasive. They're an invasive species. Right. 
I need to shut up, man, because I'm going to be on public radio talking about what I, you know, what goes through my head. But just think if you introduced a a new species of bait. Well, see, see well, that's what they do out <laughs> in California. You know, they dump yeah. those those uh, trout, trout into that lake. Them yeah. son of guns, them bass out there, twenty something pounds. They tear pounds. them up. I mean, they're they're full of fat, and it just makes them huge. Well, you know, striper the same way. Striper will eat them too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I told my buddy. I said, you know, we need to put some stripe out here. You know, just. Fun. I love catching stripe. You know, can't you don't really want to eat them or nothing, yeah, but yeah. they're fun. And he was like, "No, nah, man, they'll invade." But you know, the, those California spots, you know where they come from, don't you? Alabama, Coosa River. They're Coosa River spots. I seen a guy caught one. Dang, what was it? It was it was this past winter. How big was that thing? I can't remember. I mean, it was double digits. It was yeah. huge. Oh, man. I cannot remember how much that thing weighed. I've seen it on social media, on Facebook or something, but I could not believe how big this dang spot was. Mm-hmm. Caught it in California out there where, they, you know, where all those trout and stuff get released. See, they release those trout. What's that name of that lake? I can't, I can't don't remember. Don't it start with a C or something? I don't, I don't think it's Champlain. Let's see. That's in, that's in New York, ain't it? I'm going to have to look it up. I'll look it up. Crap, I can't remember, but... <laughs> I tell you, it's it. This thing was it was unbelievable how big this freaking spot was. I mean, it's just full. I mean, and it was was it fat weight? I mean, what did it look fat or did it's it look like, like a pig? It had yeah. a pot. It looked like a pot belly pig. Yeah, yeah so yeah. it had been eating good. Oh yeah, dude, those trout. And you should see like um, uh, you should see what they like how they catch them. Like you can get on YouTube and look it up. It just looks like barren dirt hills. Yeah. That just steep. It looks like a watershed or a but rock with, quarry. That's yeah, what it like looks a like. rock quarry. That's yeah. exactly what it looks like. Yep. And man, those those fish, they catch them on like ten pound test line with like shaky heads and just little bitty baits. But they'll be ten pound spots, man. They're yeah. massive. It's freaking huge, man. It's you know the biggest spot I ever caught was five pounds. I caught it. Me and a buddy of mine, Greg Brown, we were fishing at Terrapin Creek, and man, I tell you what, man, we used to wear them out up there anyway. Biggest one I ever caught was about five pounds up there. We ate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fed the family with that one. Like, hey, yeah, like, yeah. hey you going to mouth this? Like, no, nah, we're no, eating it. Eat it. Yeah. <laughs> we, like my, of course, we had, a, we had a boat full, you know. We, yeah. we, we, we cleaned them all. This was in our 20s, you know. Oh, yeah. It was fun, you know. Boys out, you know, just showing off a stringer full of fish. Yeah. You know, that's all we were doing. Check this one out. Yeah. Cut him with a knife. That's it. Electric knife. I wish it. I would have mounted him. Yeah. Five pound spots, big spot in Alabama. That's, huge, Dude, that's a monster spot. If I, I ever caught one five pound, I've never caught a five pound spot. My fish. I, you know, twenty years old, I said, oh, I'll catch another one. You know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Never did. Uh, <laughs> been fishing, yeah. been nah. fishing twenty more years, still ain't caught another mm-hmm. one. I've caught them three, but never another five. Mm-hmm. That's probably a once in a lifetime deal for me. Well, you know, you have to, you have to have hope, man. <laughs> we'll just take a ride, take a ride out to California. That's like, man, that's like a bass we yeah. caught. I, me and my dad and stepbrother were down in uh, uh, Wedowie one time down on the Harris R.L. Harris Reservoir, if you don't know where it's at, but on the Tallapoosa River. But um, we were down there fishing. We were crappie fishing. And my granddad gave me one of his little micro spinners. I mean, this thing was probably three foot long with a – I mean, the reel was just small. about the size of a dang V8 can, you know, mm-hmm. one of them little ones. You yeah. Know? Anyway, we had a, I had him a jig going. We had a bass tracker, aluminum bass tracker boat back then. And uh, I was probably about 14, and I had this thing uh, trolling up behind the boat. You know, it was going in and out of all the standing timber. And um, the dang, all of a sudden it just went down. My jig went down. I said, oh, I got one. I started reeling it, and this dang bass come up, started walking across the top of the water. Ooh. Son, I said, oh, my ooh, gosh. Ooh. I started hollering at my dad. He said, get the net, get the net, get the net. Mm. He was like, calm down, <laughs> calm down. I was hollering, get the net. Yeah. You get know, it. I, I was sitting there whining that thing, just pulling a drag and finally i got this son of a gun up to the boat tyler i'm not lying man if it was a pound it was 12 pounds or more oh no it was huge oh, it was the biggest mouth on a bass yeah. i ever seen yeah and <laughs> i was hollering at him i i, I swear it, it seemed like an hour but it was probably about two or three minutes you know but he still didn't have the net yeah. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> on a little bitty reel, right? Yeah. And he knew, he knew what was going on. I was like, man, get the net. Yeah. This bass was at the boat, and he was sitting there looking at it. Yeah. And he turns, and his eyeballs, man, of the size of a dang 50-cent yeah. piece, you know, oh, they yeah. sticking out of his head. Yeah. But it was her. And she turned and was starting to go back down. I went to grab at her. He hollers, don't grab the line. Well, I grabbed the line. That thing popped. Pop. Six-pound line. Mm. Ooh. 
And uh, mm-hmm. man, I was so mad at him. I yeah. was. I went talk to him. I didn't talk to him all the way home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, that night he was in there in the kitchen. You know, he was sitting there at the dinner table. He was sitting there with his baitcast reel, winding fourteen pound line up, brand new line up on that. You know, baitcast reel puts a dang brand new white spinner bait on there. I said, "What are you doing?" He said. I'm going to catch that big old fat girl in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> I said, no. He said, yeah, I'm going after her. And uh, I said, uh, "I said we'll see. So we go down there, and uh, there's, there was a log. What it was, when we went past that log, mm-hmm. she saw that little jig, and she come busting out from under that log to get that, you know, to get that jig. She thought it was trying to get her, you know, fry and all. But anyway, well, she hadn't spawned out yet, I don't guess. But Anyway, he goes up there, man, with that dang white spinnerbait, throws it down that log. He makes about three cranks, and she hits again. No way. Yeah. Oh, man. The next day, brand-new 14-pound line. He sets back on that son of a gun. She comes up. Oh. Man, he's sitting there fighting her. She goes back down. Pow! Breaks his oh. line. Oh, I start no. laughing at him. No. <laughs> and I start laughing at him. I said, how's it feel now? <laughs> it wasn't about 30 seconds. She come up and starts shaking yeah, her head and threw it at him. Ooh. Yeah. Threw it back at him. Ugh. Mm. But man, that was uh, the biggest bass I ever hooked in my life, and I promise you, man, yeah, it, awesome. it was 12, 12 plus pounds. Yeah, yeah, on bed. And hey, and they're common down there. Those big bass like that are common on the Tallapoosa River. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. some big ones down there. That's unreal, man. Makes me want to go down to the Tallapoosa, man, catch some fish. Yeah, dude. Okay, yep. but uh, yeah, man, Tyler, we enjoyed talking to you and uh, enjoyed coming out here, and, yeah, you know, man. going fishing with you and stuff, and. Hope to do it again, and uh, hope to get you back on the podcast and do some videos with us and Guys, stuff, man. I, uh, I enjoyed it, man. It's been fun hanging out. Hey, if you catch any sturgeon, let us know. I will definitely. I'll take yeah, some pictures. Definitely send us some pictures, man. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for All being right. on here, bud. Right, no See you, bud. Make sure you find us on Facebook at Alabama Sportsman. Don't forget to hit that like and follow button. That way you keep up with events, shows, and giveaways that we'll be doing. We have an Instagram page. It's the number one Alabama Sportsman. Make sure you follow us there. We have a YouTube channel. It's Alabama Sportsman. Subscribe there for upcoming shows and videos that we're going to be putting out. If you have a question or an idea for an upcoming episode, or if you may you may even want to be on an episode, you can send us an email at one, that's the number one, alabamasportsman at gmail.com. And don't forget, you can go to the App Store and download the Podbean app. That's our host. So they'll give you free notifications every time one of our shows comes on. So for Landon Holtman, I'm Jamie Sparks, and this is the Alabama Sportsman's Podcast. <laughs>